Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Power Your Life Radio Show with host and success doc, Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. Hello, everyone, and thanks so much for being here, and it's a pleasure always to share time with people in the world, and also we want to send out beautiful healing energy to those people who are going through challenges. There are many right now, and it's important to recognize that there are people who care. And speaking of caring, I have a very special guest who does beautiful things in the world. She's an accomplished actress, a musician, a singer, a songwriter, as well as a producer, and I'm talking about John Mack. And I'll have a surprise for you in a few minutes. She began acting on stage at the age of five. John first came to national attention with her performance as Ava Gardner in the Emmy Award-winning biopic introducing Dorothy Dandridge, starring Halle Berry. She's also appeared in several other features, including Playing for Keeps, Blunt Force Trauma, The Amityville Murders, and Taken from Rio, which is going to be released very soon. Her brainchild, Oradrone, has released three albums independently with a soon-to-be-released EP. Oradrone has performed in festivals around the world. Animal welfare and preserving endangered wildlife are passions for Don Mack. She created Defending the Endangered Foundation, in 2015 to raise awareness and aid against poaching and trophy hunting. In 2016, John co-directed, starred in, and produced Oradrone's music video, Oradrone Weapon of Choice, which illustrates the devastation that these practices, poaching and trophy hunting, are causing wildlife as well as the planet. In 2023, John Mack directed her first short film, Love Songs for a Mermaid, in partnership with Defending the Endangered to raise awareness about the plight of manatees. Welcome, John Mack. I love what you're doing. Oh, thank you so much. I'm, I'm happy to be here, and thank you for, for all the wonderful accolades and support. Well, I think what you're doing is wonderful, you know, especially around the world, For and we'll, we'll get into that. But also, you have a beautiful career as a, an actress, musician, producer, singer, songwriter. So before we get into talking about what you're doing for animal welfare, share a little bit with our listeners, John, about your your history in terms of how you moved into all of these wonderful things. <clears throat> oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> it's like where to start. Uh, yeah, no, I've always been a, a person who's been interested in, in many, many things at once and always had a big passion and care for, 
for wildlife and the planet and, you know, not just the arts, but how they all intertwine. So um, I feel like as a creative, a creative that we can do so much to raise awareness and educate and support and um, just shed light on, on important topics. So uh, everything that I've done, especially, especially work my work with the animals, I mean, it's been a lifelong passion, um, you know, from the time I can remember growing up. I, I literally grew up on a farm, so I grew up around, uh, you know, animals. They were my best friends <laughs> since I can remember. And um, so it's always been just a very, um, you know, just a big passion for me to, to, to try to make the world a better place. And, um, yeah, and it just kind of became intertwined with everything I do, whether it's music or film. Uh, it always kind of finds its way back in there. Well, that's beautiful, and I love that that's, you know, that that's one of your passions. Tell us a little bit about being an actress, sort of, because you started acting early. How was that as a, as a, as a youngin? <laughs> Oh, well, you know what? It was, I, I didn't, okay, the difference is, I think for me, I, I wasn't in Hollywood at that age. I was, uh, you know, my mom, and uh, my mom was a theater director, and I grew up in the Midwest, and so it was, uh, it wasn't the same as being a kid in Hollywood doing the audition circuit and everything, which, you know, is great on its own, but um, I earned, I, I learned and earned, I guess you could say, um, my stripes very uh, organically doing theater, because my mother, my mother was, yeah, she was a theater director, theater, um, this enthusiast, and loved Shakespeare and loved the plays. So by the time I was five, I think she had already uh, cast me <laughs> as a small role uh, in my first in my first play, my first drama. So I think I think it was pretty much from that moment on. I, I just felt like um, kind of like you know a fish to water that it was a, a happy place for me to be um, creating with a team of you know talented people, uh, the idea of just making art from the ground up um, came from a very early age. Just, you know, my mother's influence was a great, a great thing in that. So, yeah, so I, I basically, <laughs> I started doing theater pretty much when I was a, a really young girl, and, um, and I, always, I always loved it. I, I just had a love for it. So it, that's where it started, and, uh, and then eventually moved into, you know, film and, and television and whatnot, but it, it did start organically on the stage. Beautiful. And what were some of the, the you've played several different kinds of roles. What's one of your favorite roles and why? Oh, um, in, in a, uh, on stage or, or in film? Or it doesn't matter. <laughs> Both. Both. Okay. Um, well, I, I love doing musicals from the time, you know, I, I can remember. I think that's the musician in me. Um, but I've always had a soft spot for musicals. So, you know, we, we did everything from, from Greece to fame to, you know, <laughs> South Pacific. It, it was so, there were so many different musicals um, that I grew up doing. And, uh, I mean, I loved, I loved all of those. I don't think I had a particular favorite from those. But, but some of the, the film roles I played that I really like, I always like the more um, complex characters, uh, so to speak. And, um things where I can really just show different facets of a, of a character. And I, um, one of my favorite jobs recently was a, a film, well, somewhat recently, was a film called Kill Chain. That was a few years ago uh, where I got to work with Nicolas Cage, which was um, really incredible. And uh, I got to play a kind of a hooker with a heart of gold, but, um, but deep down inside a really good person. So, um, yeah, I, I like characters like that where you can – you know, there's one facet of it, which is just the surface, and then there's the other facet, which makes 
makes them more viable, realistic, you know, bring it to life as a real person. And um, that kind of that kind of role is just an example of one of one of my favorite type of roles. Beautiful. Now you have some other films coming up. You want to share that with our listeners? Yes. Uh, let's see. This coming, I want to say this coming winter, uh, we have a western coming out, which I'm I'm very excited about. Um, and it's uh, it's called Taken from Rio Bravo. It's a sequel. It's a sequel to uh, the first film, which is also a western. Gunfight at Rio Bravo, and uh, this is the sequel. And this, and also has, um, you know, for the old West people, people, uh, I guess they forget or they don't realize that, you know, human trafficking took place even back in those days. So this covers a very heavy topic of that, in spirit of a Western. Um, so it's it's an important story to tell. You know, any anyone who's been through those um, those horrible things, you know, deserves their story to be told. So what's your role in that? Uh, I, play, I play one of the women who is taken against her will by the not-so-good guy. So, yeah, so I have to face off with, with the bad guys. Um, and it was, you know, it's those, those kind, like I said, those kind of characters are those kind of roles. It's, it's um, you know, as an actor, you're, you're tapping into something that's very deep and um, painful. And, uh, yeah, I just hope I can do it as a service. Um, so that, sure. that's coming Sorry. <laughs> I'm sure you. I'm sure you can. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. No, no. I, that 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 one's coming out in uh, the winter. So there's that. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else we have. I just directed a film uh, the beginning of the year, which is a short film, my first short film I've directed, and uh, that one ties back to the animals and um, defending the endangered and the work I do with the animals. And that one is called Love Song for a Mermaid, and it's uh it's it's kind of a triple fold theme of one is dealing with loss, loss of a loved one and how that changes us and who we are after that happens to us um, and redefining who we are. I mean, this year I lost my father and uh, 10 years ago I lost my mother. So this year is kind of an interesting thing that I directed this film and then my father passed away. So it's been, it's been quite personal in, in many ways. Um, so dealing with loss of loved ones. And I think yeah, many people so sorry have, for your loss. So um, is that out now or? No, no. <clears throat> that is uh, in the process of being in post-production at the moment. So uh, it's going to be going to the festivals next year. We're really hoping to get it out there to the art festivals and, and the film festivals and, and any anywhere we can show it because it does also cover the topic of um, manatees, which is uh, one of the creatures that I completely adore. <laughs> and they're, uh, they were critically endangered. Now, now they're threatened. Um, thankfully, Florida, uh, where most of the manatees live, which is where we shot the film also, um, has been very good about protecting them. But, um, you know, recent things like the hurricane that came through there, that it does tend to wipe out a lot of the, um, the wildlife in, in Florida and areas like that, unfortunately. Um, so basically we're hoping the manatees, you know, are okay. Uh, but this film, this film also covers um, the manatees, and we, we work with a foundation there that, that um, protects the manatees because it's one of the few places in the world that they go to you know, rest in the winter and have their and have their babies and and they're safe and protected there. So um, it's it's a beautiful area called Crystal River, Florida. That's where we shot the film. So I got to literally swim with the manatees and you know meet them and and spend time with them. And they're truly amazing, magical creatures. I have to say. 
Wow, that that's that's amazing. You know, I wonder because I'm very connected with the birds here, and oh. they leave usually to go to warmer places. And because there's so much going on in terms of forests, forest fires, and devastation, I was thinking as I, I usually do a morning walk, like what's going to happen to these birds because they usually return to places that that they've been to and. When there's no forest, there's no whatever. How you know? So those are things that cross my mind. But yeah, yeah. No, so you have a foundation. You want to share about your foundation with our listeners? Yes, yes. Um, I have a foundation that I started in 2015. It's called Defending the Endangered, and uh, basically, I mean, we've we've kind of expanded since it began. We started out as as um, just a way for creative people like myself and other friends of mine I know that were, you know, either painters, actors, musicians, uh, you know, what, what not, writers, people like that, to uh, put, in, put in our energy and our love for, for nature and wildlife and, and basically an anti-poaching stance as well. Because I think this was right around the time when um, Cecil the Lion, I'm not sure if your listeners remember who Cecil the Lion was. Right. But uh yeah, that was that was a horrible story that came out right around that time, <clears throat> and it kind of it really inspired me to want to do something more. You know, when you hear stories like that, you just feel so helpless. So I, I created the foundation to try to raise you know awareness, and then eventually uh, get celebrities on board or influencers on board, and uh, do events and uh, you know just things like that, whether they're virtual events or or in person events, uh, just to raise money and show that you know creatives and people from Hollywood actually do care because there's many of us that really do care. I know Hollywood gets a bad reputation sometimes, but there's a lot of really great people here who really do, do want to do something and give something back. So, so, um, so yeah, so I started it that way just, just from myself and my friends that I knew, I said, okay, this is a way for us to, you know, band together and take our creative, our creative talents and, and put it to good use that way, you know, just to do something selfless. And, and so far we have done some really great things. I mean, we've had some fun events. Um, the first event we had was uh, 2017, the first in-person event. And that was, uh, that was to help with the rhinos and the lions and the elephants and any of the creatures that are being poached really badly. So, so we worked with a couple of different foundations, or I should say um, nonprofits there over, you know, in South Africa and places like that, um, mostly with the rhinos and the elephants especially um, for that one. So we raise money to help the black mambas, and um, they, they go and they protect. The black mambas are the uh, all-female rangers, who they, they actually guard and protect um, the, you know, the parks where the animals get poached. So they put their lives on the line every day um, just to protect the animals. So, so we, we raised money for them, supporting them. That was just the first time. So after that, I think I was hooked. I was like, wow, this is really fun, you know, an opportunity to get, you know, get a lot of creative and, 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 and talented people together and, and, you know, make something positive for the planet, not just, you know, not just for, for ourselves but for everyone. So that was that was it. After that event, I said that I, I really enjoy doing this. It's just something, you know, <clears throat> I'm passionate about. So I just we did a few more. I, I said let's just keep going. Um, we did one for uh, Kevin Richardson and, and, and the Lions. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with his foundation or his nonprofit, but he works uh, with the no. Lions and the High. And he's incredible. He's the Lion Whisperer. Literally, he's uh, 
he's incredible. Uh, so he's he's one of these rare rare people that can actually live among the lions and the hyenas and um, you know educate people and protect them at the same time. Uh, so our second event was with with his his group and it's it kept going from there. So now now we're going back to the oceans and the and the water and trying to protect the manatees and other other sea creatures because the ocean is a a place that often gets forgotten, unfortunately. And we need it, and they need it. I mean, where would we be without the oceans, right? <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, my God. Yeah, we, we, we forget that sometimes, but the ocean is very, very important for sure, and and it is overlooked. You know, I mean, the land animals are all incredible and beautiful, but, um, you know, there's a lot of abuse that happens to our oceans, and it always it always affects us. You know, it, it's, we, we are part of that, very much so, even if we don't always think about it every day. So, um, so yeah, so the, here we are trying to protect the manatees. And, and um, another, another thing I'm passionate about, of course, is, like, you know, anything to do with the, um, the, dol- the dolphins that they – I want to protect the dolphins because they do the, the horrible thing in certain parts of the world, you know, where they, they hunt them and they do – you know, things like that. So, so um, that, the sharks, shark finning, you know, things like that that are, uh, people don't often think about, but it, it does affect the oceans and the ecosystem of the oceans. You know, it's it's really sad. I I saw something. One of my friends does a lot of support for for um, wildlife and in the ocean. And there's a picture of some fish that because there's so much plastic that they they there is and plastic that's thrown in the ocean and other places that these animals had this plastic. I don't know exactly what it was stuck in its mouth because it thought it was was something to eat or whatever and and again it it's going to die because how do you eat when there's this horrific plastic hard thing that you can't get at you know so sorry I get, I get upset with all no, that stuff well yeah I think everyone um everyone's seen the horrible picture there's a, you know when the turtles get the straws stuck up their nose and they oh, can't right. breathe yeah, things like that. I, I think that's why people are so passionate about straws. Um, so, I mean, it's a little little thing, but sometimes I, you know, have um, when you order takeout or something and they give you a straw, if you're if you're not going to use it or if you've used it, I, I, I tend to cut it up into little pieces, you know, slice it in half, slice it again. So, if God forbid it ends up in the ocean, it's not going to kill an animal. You know, things like that that we can do. It takes a few seconds, but. It's things we don't think about every day, but a lot of the time, I think it's safe now to say that most of our trash might end up in the ocean at some point or somewhere where it could threaten wildlife. Which is sad, you know, and I do something a little bit crazier. I hold on to them, <laughs> hoping that it's – and so I have so many straws and other things that, that you can't recycle, and I'm not going to throw them in the trash, and they just seem to accumulate, and I have right. piles – because I'm not going to destroy nature, but what do I do with them? So it gets exactly. a little... Exactly. If we have plastic, then we know what to do with on the planet right now. I, I think uh, we could recycle a lot more than we do. We really could. That's that's the, that's the funny part of it. Because now, I mean, you know, thankfully we have some really clever minds thinking of ways to, to use plastic and, and you know, in, in um, even building materials or things like that, you know, that... It's it's a, it's better than going in the ocean, or better than you know trying to. It doesn't break down in the environment the way we think. So might as well use it for a structure, or <laughs> something like or that. Or paint, you know, you know or something. 
something, some art kind of thing. You know, the yeah, other day yeah. I made a call. I'm not going to share it with to, uh, to um, some some market, and and I said, you know, I'm looking at at something that you're selling that you that they sell. I said, and it doesn't say whether it could be recycled or not, and I don't want to throw it out, and I don't. And so I said, can I recycle it? So they looked it up. They said, yes. I said, well, wouldn't it be nice, this is me being, I don't know, wouldn't it be nice if you had that on the carton so that people would know rather than trashing it? And so who knows if they're going to follow that. But (laughs) sometimes I I speak too loudly, he told me. No, you know what though? If you, if you don't speak up, nothing changes. So it, it takes it takes more of us speaking up. I think uh, there's a way to do it too. You know, there's a way just to. Sometimes people, when you do that in a, in in the right way, people don't take offense. They're actually saying, "Oh my gosh, you know, I never thought of that." And and that's kind of how things come about. So I I think it's never a bad thing to speak up, um, in a in a productive you know constructive way. So. Yeah, keep doing it. I mean, this is how change happens. I think it's great. Good, good. Yeah. Well, I do that a lot. Anyway, let's get back to all the wonderful things that you're doing. So you tell us about, and I hope I'm pronouncing it right, Oradrone. Uh-huh, Oradrone, yes, Oradrone. Um, well, Oradrone is a, a musical collaborative project i started oh my gosh what year <laughs> 2007 i think it's been it's been a while so it's uh it's been something that i started out doing kind of on my own uh producing writing music uh performing the vocals and playing instruments on and then it, it became a thing where i just started collaborating again with friends with other other creative people that i know and um and it became it became like this really uh interesting collective of people all over the world so basically, um, I've been recording albums with Oradrone since around 2007. I started, and I put out a couple of albums, and um, and now I've been focusing a lot on singles, um, putting out singles. So I'm working on about, I think, four or five singles at the moment. But uh, I've also moved into doing film scoring and things like that. So it's a, it's a combination. It's kind of evolved, um, where I used to play a lot of live shows. As a musician, I used to play a lot of live shows. Um, and then COVID happened, as we all know. It changed the world. And uh, and so it became, you know, now I would love to go back again, though, and play more live shows soon. So so that's something I'm planning for the new year. So right now I've been a lot in studio um, and working on new material and working on film film things. And, um, yeah, so Oradrome right now is at that point. But we've, we've put out some, you know, videos. If you go to YouTube, you can see a lot of videos I've done over the years. Um, a couple which I've you know edited and uh, helped direct and directed and so yeah it's it's kind of been an evolving collective project for for over a decade now so I'm curious to see where the next ten years take it. Does the name what is there a specific meaning to the name at all or? Yes, well I, I figured I, I like the idea of a um, continue continuing harmonious resonance so aura being the human aura was something that I was interested in, and then the drone being a continuous sound. So I kind of combined the two together, and it just had a ring to it. And uh, I think it was just one of those times where I was having a, a jam session with a friend, and, and, and we both said it at the, you know, at the same time, wow, that's kind of cool. It works, it works for what we're doing. Um, 
a continuous resonance of positive, you know, energy in a sense. So it's, it's got a lot to do with the collective, the idea of the collective. So the drone part is, is the collective and the aura is the energy all together. Beautiful. I love it. Yeah, that's Thank important. You. So yes. what's next for you? <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> okay, I have another film that's oh, – I have a couple more films coming out this year, um, and I'm in, I'm in post-production on a couple of things as well right now. So uh, I have a film I forgot to mention called Andromeda Wars, which uh, I shot this year. Just shot it, and it's in the process of post right now being edited and all that magical stuff that happens after we we finish the shoot. Uh, And that is going to the film markets uh, in November, and hopefully we're going to see it, you know, either on streaming. I think probably on streaming this one. It's a nice sci-fi, you know, kind of action film, so I think it'll do really well on streaming. So I'm thinking in 2024 it's going to probably come out on streaming. So um, Andromeda Wars, yeah, I get to play a... Uh, an alien or not human, I guess you could say, warrior, but she's very valiant and very strong. Um, and it was really fun to play that. I got to work with, with interesting masks and prosthetics uh, for the first time doing an entire film like that. So that was an interesting challenge, but I really I really enjoyed it. It was really fun. <laughs> Sounds great. So what, <laughs> what kind of acting do you like to do the best? Or is it, or do, or is it doesn't really matter. You know, anything that's like I think I said earlier, I like I like a challenge. So anything, um, you know, the writing is is so important. It's got to have great writing. So anything that has great writing and a great character uh, where you can just delve into someone who's you know complex because I think most humans can we can be a little complicated. So um, things where as an actor I can I can you know explore and. Uh, you know, just find just find other other parts of the other parts of a, a character to bring out and make more human and make more relatable. Um, I mean, I tend to love drama, but I do also have I have a love for horror films and sci-fi too. So it just depends. I mean, anything that you know it resonates with me, and I just feel like okay, I can tell this story the right way. I can do this character justice. So um, yeah, and it's also also. Uh, very contingent on who I work with too, because you know, always want to work with great actors and and great directors and and whatnot. So, yeah, and any any of that comes together perfectly, and I'm happy. I'm just happy as can be. It's it's my happy place. Beautiful. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so music. I mean, you do. You're a musician. You you write. You're a songwriter. You singer. How did you get into music? Was that just a part of of the acting, or was that a whole separate thing, John? Um, it was. It was kind of like happening alongside the acting, but music was just something I gravitated to on my own. My mother and father were not musicians, uh, but I loved music since the time I can remember, and I spent you know a lot of time. Um, just singing on my own and, and, you know, just kind of bashing, bashing my toy drums and, you know, making my own songs. I think it's just kind of something I picked up. I, I remember my parents had, or my mother especially, had a really cool record collection or music collection back in the day. And, and I loved, that's why I think I loved classic rock so much. Uh, my mother had, you know, great Fleetwood Mac and the Eagles and David Bowie. And, you know, it's like growing up with that stuff is amazing. Yeah, it's really so I became quite a, a, a music fanatic from the time I can remember because at heart, you know, bands like that, I just 
from the time I was a little, little girl, I was listening to, to the classic stuff and, and I grew a big appreciation for it. So um, I think that's what bit me is that the, my, the bug that bit me was the, the pure, um, like visceral genius of music. It, it's, it's different than film. It's just music is, you know, it doesn't matter what language you speak. It, it, it can, it can affect you. It can touch you. And you don't need to always understand everything perfectly with the lyrics, but you get the feeling. And so, yeah. So music for me was just something that I think it's one of the few magical gifts we have, you know, in this, in this reality, I think music is, um, it can heal, you know, it can, it can really, it, it can do so many things. So, yeah. So I thought, I fell in love with music very, I just remember from the time I can remember, I was, I was always literally listening to music and, and dancing and singing. And, um, it just came about very naturally for me. Beautiful. I love it. Yeah, music and music has a way, like you said, of bring, it brings people together and it, it, it's uplifting and, and it can be really beautiful to share. So I love it too. Yeah. So, in terms of what's important to you, I know it's about defending the endangered and 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 caring and and what do you see are some of the challenges that you had in your career in terms of acting, in terms of music, whatever it is, being an actress, um, performing, whatever yeah. it is. Well, you know, I mean, I think, I think by this point, it's no secret that you know Hollywood and 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 um, that whole career path is is not the easiest. I think it's uh, it's not for the faint of heart. It's uh, it can be very challenging. I mean, it can be wonderful when it's wonderful, but it is overall. It's I always say it's a marathon, not a race, because <laughs> it is uh, it is something that you have to, you know, constantly rededicate yourself to and remind yourself, you know, this is why I'm doing this because it's, um, it's not the easiest path or business path for life. And it's not the easiest way to make a living for sure. You know, there's much easier ways to make, make money and make a living and, you know, all that. So all the glamorous stuff we, we hear about Hollywood is, um, you know, most of the people that I know working in Hollywood who are still working as long as we have been uh, really love, love, love the craft of making films and acting and making art and, it's it's kind of like being in the circus, you know, once you're in, you're, you're, you're in, that's your life. That's who you are. And I feel like that's kind of, in a way, this is our own circus. Um, so it's, it, it's not easy. It, it, you kind of have to remind yourself, you know, why you do it and, and staying true to your own creative vision. And um, it's, you know, I feel like I, I've had, I've had my share of challenges just like anyone. Um, but I'm, I'm grateful that I've learned many lessons too. And I've been able to stay in there, stay in the game and, you know, and even right now we're we're in the middle of a strike, as I'm sure many people know. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of us haven't been uh, having the same opportunities to work as we would like. But you know, it's um, things like that is the challenge is being able to survive that and, and remember why you love what you love. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's been you know, especially because I didn't grow up in the business too. I think that was the other thing I had to really learn from the ground up you know, just kind of learn on my own and uh, make my own mistakes without having any mentors or guides or anything. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I wouldn't change it though, because I, it's what I truly feel like I was put here to do at least part of that. Uh, and, and it's just, you know, it's right when you're, you have those moments when you're in the middle of working on set or you're working with a great group of people and you just feel that camaraderie and that, that kind of a magical spark. So for me, um, 
those are the moments that make all the uh, rejection and the ups and downs and the uncertainty and all that stuff that comes with any career as a creative person and makes it all worthwhile. Beautiful. I love it. Now, if somebody were to ask you, John, what is your creative vision? What does that mean to you? How would you respond? Well, that changes. I mean, I think it's as any artist, our creative vision changes, you know, and evolves, mostly it evolves. But <clears throat> I think it's always going to be tied to leaving the world a better place than I, than I found it. And, um, you know, just giving my own unique vision spark to, to the whole the whole uh, sea of, of what's already out there as far as works and offerings, um, like putting my own hat in the ring, so to speak, and, and being able to really look back on, on my life, I guess, when, you know, when I can one day say, okay, I've achieved what, what I set out to do mainly, um, and just feel like, yeah, I've, I've made people aware, I've made people happy, I've made people smile, I've made people feel more connected and less alone. And I think that anything I can do to do that is, is fulfilling my creative vision. I love that. And that's important, I think, that, you know, to be able to do that with your creative vision and also see that it goes out to help other people, not just to, you know, it's not just self-aggrandizing, which is wonderful. And that's important because, like you said, there are a lot of actors, actresses who are not at the top in terms of, of making tons and tons of money, and but their working and their passion and their vision are really strong and beautiful, and it's important to support them and you. Yes, thank you. Yeah, no, I agree. At the end of the day, those are really the people that hold up our industry. they often forgotten, you know, whether it's the crew members or the lesser-known actors or People like that, you know, without them, everything would fall like a house of cards. So we need to remember it is a group effort. It is a group effort. Whenever, whenever, no woman or man is ever an island, truly. Beautiful. So share with our listeners how they can find out more about John Mack, about your future films, also the wonderful D. CTE, Defending the Endangered, how they can support that and you in any way. Oh, yeah. I mean, anyone's always welcome to reach out to me. I, I have a few different ways to find me um, on, online. I, I mean, you can go to my official site, officialjohnmack.com. Uh, you can check that out. You can go, I have a Facebook page as well. Um, so feel free to reach out and say hi anytime. Uh, we also have a Defending the Endangered website, defendingtheendangered.com, and you can check there for updates and, and news. Um, <clears throat> I have Auradrone is on uh, iTunes as well as Spotify. And um, <clears throat> I'm trying to think my Instagram. Okay, it's me underscore John Marie. So if anybody wants to say hi to me on Instagram, feel free to reach out. Beautiful. So what would you like to leave our listeners with, John? Well, I'm trying to think, um, I guess I can expand upon what I said earlier and the fact that, um, you know, whether you're an artist or not, everyone in this, a creative way that they exist here, you know, no matter what your job is to the world, you're here to give something back and, and be part of this beautiful tapestry that we often forget we are part of because um, we get caught up in everyday stuff. And it's really easy to do that, especially the way the world is right now. Uh, a lot's being thrown at us and a lot of confusion. But at the end of the day, it really is simple. It's, it's what can you contribute? How can you be connected? And, and, and 
we're all here to do something good. We really are. I really believe that, you know, even in what we think is a small way, it can be a giant way to someone else. So just remember that, you know, every day is a gift, an opportunity to help someone else and make a huge difference in someone's life. Even if it seems minor or insignificant to you, you always have a good purpose here. So no matter what you do, yeah, just have to find that every day. You know, I think that's so important, and I think everybody does. I'm I'm with you on that. Everybody has something special to share, and it doesn't matter how large or small that it is, and and that's important. And we need to celebrate that. We need to celebrate each other and care for each other, as well as our planet and the animals and everything beautiful that's in it, because we all make up this wonderful place, and that's important. What would you say to somebody who wanted to be an actor well, I, I say I wish you all the best, and it's, it's a fun, bumpy road. And uh, just know going in that you're, the true thing that you should only go into it with is your love for the craft and your love for bringing characters to life. And that should be your, your main motivation no matter what, not fame, not money, not, you know, anything, attention. It's really about the work and the craft because acting is – it looks easy on the outside – and it is in some ways, there's a simplicity to it. There's a very Zen thing to it, but it's also very complicated. And, um, and it's, you know, there's a skill set there, but there's also tapping into your natural resource of talent. So it's a juggling act. But I think if, if it's something you truly love and you're passionate about telling stories and bringing characters to life, then go for it and, um, you know, just stay strong. It, it's a spiritual journey. So to each his own, but um, I wish everyone who wants to have this path the best because it's uh, it's a warrior's path. Beautiful. Well, John Mack, thank you so much for you, for all that you're doing, for all that you're doing for everyone and for the animals and wishing you luck. And I want to see that next film, Love Song for a Mermaid. <laughs> Can't wait to <laughs> that everything else you're doing in the future. So thanks again for sharing your time and your beautiful energy with us, and have a beautiful and blessed day. Thank you, Joanne. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you to the listeners. I wish you guys all a wonderful day. Beautiful. Thanks again. Take care. You too. Thank you. Thanks. So think about what John Mack said, because, again, we all have the ability to contribute, to do something Remember, you can. It doesn't matter how large or small. And also, take a look at her defending the endangered nonprofit because this is a way to not only raise awareness for the manatees, but also think about what we're doing, what you're doing individually and what we're doing collectively for the planet. And take a moment to not only think about it, but do something, whether it's making sure that you're recycling or, or, or something that in some way is, is helping the force of life, the beauty of life, because it's important here. If you want to get a hold of me, you can go to docwhite.org. And remember, you have the ability each and every day to power your life. It doesn't have to be in a large way. Even if you just take one step forward today into something that you want to do, into enriching your life, enriching the lives of others, do that. 
take that step, take that next step, and have a beautiful and blessed day. And thanks so much for joining us. Take care. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.